Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. All right, Happy New Year. This is the first Sunday we are back together as a crew in 2022. And typically this is a time of a year where there's reflection and response to the upcoming year that many of us hope to experience differently. Resolutions are made, visions are cast, and even for us as a community, we're invited to think and reflect on what happened and what could be for us as a community in the coming year. And yet, what might be normal? Remember that word, normal? It's what might have been normal in the past is certainly not true for us during this pandemic. We can make any plans and determine to do anything and those salute, those resolutions, those visions and even dreams must be held lightly because at any moment, snap, they're, they're altered, they're transformed, if not completely canceled. At uh, any moment, any semblance of control is really gone and there's this deep part of me and I want to be honest that over the holidays, especially during Christmas, I, I've mourned this. You see, a team of us made plans for Christmas Eve. We, we chose songs and poems and put together a story where we could be us, you know, the normal reunion. We could eat and drink and sing and hear a story. We would laugh and reflect and respond and snap. It, it was gone. And I'm sure each of us made plans to see family, participate in activities and gone. And so during Christmas, I lamented, I mourned and To be honest, I became even angry that yet again normal is and was and I pray won't be, but right now is is gone. But in this last week, uh, I began to see this as an opportunity again. Normal and having a sense of control as we make plans and and set goals is fine. In fact, it's, it's good. But as a church, as a pastor, sure, I have goals and hopes and dreams for what reunion might look like at the end of 2022, but I am less and less concerned with what we do and more and more concerned about who we are becoming. You see, we say it time and time again that we're not a group of people determined to create a Sunday gathering, but a community of apprentices to Jesus. We are determined to share our lives, not just physical space. This vision of church could look one way or another. COVID, it can impact how, but it does not have to impede who or what we are becoming. Sure, Zoom is not ideal. Podcasting is is not our preferred method, but thank God we have these resources. Online is hard with our kids, but thank God that we can still interact. Can we change things to make it easier, more accessible? Yes, and we need your help in doing so. If Sunday morning at 10 a.m., for example, online is impossible for you, I want you to let our community know. This season does not have to be a moment where we tread water. Sure, there's significant moments that that's just what I want to do. I'm tired of making plans to have them changed, but I am sensing, and to be honest, recalled to our vision of doing less mainstream churchy stuff in order that we might become more like Christ. It is my prayer that we can hopefully celebrate Christmas Eve in person this year, but we'll do so closer to Christ than we are right now. 
And so if you're listening online, if you're listening to our podcast, then we would love to hear from you. You can send us a note through our Instagram or right on our website. There's some contact information stuff there. You can connect with us because you're a part of our crew and we want your input as well. And for those of us listening here in person and engaging uh, here on the screen, we're going to take a moment to go into some breakouts and have this conversation. What does it look like for your apprenticeship this year under this circumstance? How can we assist you in growing? And so if you've got an idea, if you've got just a struggle in your in your small breakout group, then we would love for you to share those things. And as we come back together, we're going to share together and see how we can equip one another as a community in this apprenticeship to Christ. But being back together now, thank you for your comments and your your responses. Uh, your leadership team is going to wrestle through some of the, how do we logistically put some of these Uh, steps in place and I love the ideas that are coming out of our group but this morning I want to introduce you in light of this new year in light of some of the the struggles that we've been going through um, individually and me as a person and as a family to this spiritual practice of detachment you see Saint Ignatius of Loyola was a Spanish priest who focused a great deal of attention on this practice that I believe is incredibly relevant to our lives today. This practice is built on the teachings and life of Jesus that we have already read in our opening liturgies. The practice of detachment or indifference as it's sometimes called is not detachment for the sake of detachment. Detachment is not the goal or virtue for the sake of self-righteousness, and certainly, and I would stress this time and time again, for the sake of legalism, aka, look at what I can do, look at what I'm not doing. Detachment is a spiritual practice, an ancient Catholic mindset and lifestyle of detaching from the things of this world in order that we might be attached to the Christ who restores all things. Over the break, I invited you to to work through John chapter 15, and if you did, you'll hear that Jesus invites and even challenges us to remain in him, to connect and to find our lives, our fruit, our rest, our work, and our source in him. But the ancients and the near ancients argue that we miss this, we get off track. Bruce Springsteen saying, everybody's got a hungry heart. Augustine said it as well. Our hearts are restless and they do not rest until they find their rest in you. Ancients have discussed and modern poets and artists echo that we have a hunger in our hearts. Now, corporations and advertising agencies, are, they're acutely aware of this need and they serve to fulfill it with the noise, the glitz and the glamour and the flashing lights of consumerist goods and the picture of the good life. This will make you feel good. This will bring you joy. This will satisfy your heart. And at such a time like this during COVID, well, it sucks. So we'll maybe spend a little bit more. We'll maybe drink a little bit more. Maybe it gives me permission to watch a little bit more. I'll rant a little bit more. You see, we're conditioned to become attached to something, some person and some activity in our life that we've been told and have even come to believe will satisfy or at least calm our hearts. And here's the thing. We have no idea we're attached until we try to detach from it. (laughs) And, And then, wow, for some, we realize we've lost our freedom. We've lost our capacity to choose what we do as we've become anchored to the must do. 
If you've ever tried to fast from something, that realization of freedom and choice are soon realized just as fragile as our sense of control. But Jesus says in Matthew 10, radically, he says this, that a thief comes to steal our attention, to fill our hearts and our lives with artificial, superficial, watered down and bloated up fillers that seek to kill and destroy our souls and that he, the Christ, has come that we might have life and life abundantly. Jesus says in John chapter 15 that if we remain in him, only then shall we produce long-lasting fruit. Paul, the apostle, he declares this later and and he echoes Christ saying, For freedom Christ has set us free. So stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. In Christ we are no longer bound by the Jewish law or we are no longer bound by the impulses of our culture. There is a freedom in life in Christ that even COVID cannot chain. And it might not be COVID that drags you down. It might very well be something else that drags your love, your passion, your enthusiasm for life, God, and others. You see, these can often be good things too, gifts that are given to delight our lives as signs of our Creator's love that often become the idolatries, the focus, the source of our lives, and our understood reason for being loved. You see, the gifts become our resume to our worthiness. Look at who I am. See what I do. See, I'm worthy. I am desired. I am acceptable. So love me, accept me, desire me because I've earned it. Here's here's the proof. Here's my resume. Now, now don't get me wrong. It's healthy and beneficial to have, for example, a good self-image. But can we become attached to our self-image? How am I doing? How am I looking? How many likes am I getting? Words of affirmation am I receiving? A good gift can become an anchor that drags behind declaring you are only loved or known as loved because of the comments, the reactions, and the praise or approval of others. We become attached to the comments, our own thoughts, and our reputations. We don't even know we're attached until the comments or the moments of approval wane or altogether stop. How do we, how how do you react when no one is? Or perhaps it's your health. God loves me because I'm healthy and then I, I get sick. Or God loves me because I'm wealthy. I give lots of money away until my portfolio takes a turn. The green graph turns red and you become aware of just how attached you are to your wealth when your generosity doesn't come from what you have, but only comes from what you believe you will receive. Some of us are attached to our intelligence. We know that we're loved because we give good advice or holy responses. And then our memory fades or our concentration varies and our ability to think becomes muddied. Who am I now? I'm loved because of my employment. I'm productive and I made a difference in this world and I'm making a difference in people's lives. I support my family. I'm needed and I'm necessary. And then another lockdown happens. Businesses close or cutbacks take place in staffing and We get close to retirement. Who am I without the nine to five, the title, the position, the accomplishments? Some of us find great value. (laughs) I I am one of these people in, in my relationships. Look at the network of old and new friends that I have. At least they're healthy in my family relationships with my parents, my siblings, and my friends are so great until someone comes and says, I can't do this anymore. Because you fail to see or even refuse to see or both 
Both sides cannot accept the pain that has been done or is being done, and those relationships are breaking or, worse, have broken. Who are you now when your valued relationships aren't what they used to be? And so Ignatius, echoing Christ, invites us to to let go, detach from the things of this world in order that we might hold on to the one who has and is and will ever be king of it. Let go of everything, every good and perfect gift that is given to accent our lives, not become our lives. We detach from the gifts in order that we might become more fully attached to the giver. We let go of the things we love in order that we might find where love might take us. If you look at the, the image I created for this morning's gathering, I chose to put an anchor on the balloon in our image this morning because it represents a couple of responses, I believe. See, one might look at this picture and see restriction. The anchor is holding back, enslaving the freedom of the balloon to lift off and to be taken by the winds into adventure in the unknown. To where love is experienced, but to where love is needed. To go where love invites, even challenges us. But another might look at this and see, honestly, see security. The anchor holds us fast. The balloon is moving, but it's certainly slowed and kept within control. You may lead, but not too far. You may shift, but not out of sight. The second reaction, my friends, I believe is quite often the one that reflects our apprenticeship to Christ. Jesus, you may lead, but only so far. Spirit, you may blow, but only within sight. My life is submissive to Christ within these areas. The spiritual practice of detachment is a pair of scissors that invites and challenges us to detach from the anchors of our lives that lift in order that we might be lifted into the love of Christ. You see, we're invited to find ourselves fulfilled not by the remedies of current culture, but the feast of Christ in his kingdom. No explanation can convince us. Here's the reality. No explanation explanation can convince us. I cannot tell you um, what it's going to be like for you. I cannot convince you through scripture or some other way of reason that letting go so you can grab a hold of Christ is the fullest way to live. The deepest trust we have in any area of our lives is founded in experience. You trust because you have put yourself in a position to need trust, to have someone be trustworthy or something. And so this Jesus invites us again this morning, as he does each and every moment of our lives, to come and follow him. And as a community of apprentices learning to trust Jesus, this is one of those moments. And so during this practice, I'm going to invite you, even if you're online or if you're listening to the podcast, to use your body because our bodies can be a representation of our spiritual dispositions. So even if you're alone, it might seem awkward, but to some, on the flip side, it might be absolutely freeing to know that no one's around. But nonetheless, I'm going to invite you to to use your body. You can turn off your camera and mute your mic and close your eyes and begin to breathe deeply. And to breathe deeply in 
Thank you, Spirit, for being present. Guide our time of prayer and practice this morning. Your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' name. I'm going to invite you to open your hands, palms upward. This is a gesture of giving and receiving. You see, in order to give a gift, you must let go. And if you're going to receive a gift, you must open your hands to accept it. This opening of hands was and is the way in which Jews pray and how Jesus and the apostles would have prayed. Giving and receiving, detachment and detachment. Now close your hands over your heart. The presence of Christ is within us through our baptism. We are attached to Christ. Christ makes his home within you. His spirit has been given to you. You are God's beloved. Our core identity is beloved by God. Beloved by God. Not because of what we do, have done, or might accomplish. We are not loved because of what we think, can say, or persuade others to believe. Your nameplate, your identity, to God in this very moment, regardless of faith or ideas of faith, is beloved. We can reject this love or this identity, but it remains the same truth for God in this truth Jesus says will set you free. Beloved. Extend your arms. We do this as a sign of blessing the world because we are sent. We are commissioned, empowered to be the presence of Christ in this city. You are love in your home. You are love in your place of work and school. You are love as you walk the dog, jog the street, or purchase coffee from a barista. You are love. You are being extended for Christ into the kingdom, blessed and blessing. Bring your arms in again, opening your palms upward. And breathe. What is it you need to let go of? Holy Spirit, who is present now, show us in your gentle, kind way an area of our lives holding love back. What keeps us from experiencing your love to us? Who or what do we turn to in our moments of need and deep longing? 
Perhaps a gift in our life has become an idol, those things given to accent God's love. Have they replaced and become our love? What areas of our lives do we name identity? What areas of our lives do we name our value? What areas of our lives do we name our worth? Holy Spirit, show us the anchor in our lives. Can you name it? If so, say it in a voice only you can hear. Are you aware of something you're attached to? With your hands held out and your palms upward, turn your hands over now and shake them. Shake your hands as a symbol of letting these things go. Breathe in the presence of Christ. Breathe out the freedom to be loved in love. Open your hands again and turn them towards the sky, towards God. What gift would you like to receive this morning? What will help you grow in your freedom? What do you need more of? Are you worried where the wind might take you? Where love might lead? Do you seek courage, patience, kindness, gentleness? Do you seek more of God's love? Yes, but how is that love flowing into your spirit, mind, heart, and body? Ask for that gift and ask lifting your face to the heavens. Look up. Feel the weight of that good gift being given even now. Cross your hands over your heart. Feel it beat to the breath prayer. Beloved, be loved. As Jesus rose from the waters, hear the words of his father spoken over his children. You are my beloved child in who I am greatly, hear that word, I am greatly pleased. Beloved, Jesus invites, abide in my love. Abide, do not move. Find your life where it beats within you, a part of you. The Spirit of God is with you. Be loved. Stretch out your arms once again in blessing. Who are the people who are easy to love in your life? See their faces. Thank God for them. Love them and bless them well. Who are the people 
difficult or you have determined impossible to love in your life. See their faces. Release their actions. Let go of the burden of unforgiveness. Reach out towards them. Bless them. Pray. Lord, you love them. They are beloved by you. Bless them. Bring your hands back in and point them palms forward, upward. In closing, invite the Spirit to guide your reflection of this time back to an area, an anchor, a relationship, a good and perfect gift that has become something else, something that enslaves and not free. And end and join with me in this prayer. God, our Father, Son, our Savior, and Spirit, our Guide, I want to know where I am caught up and slowed down. I want to see where your love, where your gifts are slowed down. Where am I turning to others where you're inviting me to turn to you? Where am I eating elsewhere where I might feast instead with you? Light of Christ, shine. My hands are open. My mind is open. My heart is open. My spirit is open. Shine so that I might see. And once again, in a voice just loud enough for you to hear, say again an area you've sensed Christ is inviting you to let go of. Lord, we confess these areas that we have chosen to give away our freedom and these are areas where we disown our identity and so we open our hands and we turn them over and we shake them out. That Lord, we are letting them go, but we need your help. Holy Spirit, empower us through your power and your might to refuse these things, to accept them as good gifts, but not to see them as more than that. We open our hands, we lift our faces and ask for your grace. We desire to know that you love us, that we are your beloved. Please give us the gifts of your grace to cut those ties, open our hearts to hear your voice and so that we might extend our hands to mend relationships. Send our love to those close and those we deem too far. We open our hands. We cross our hearts. We extend our arms. We are beloved. We are yours. We are love.
Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.